0: Have you ever been lost in the wild? I mean, to the point where you come to the realization that makes your heart literally skip a beat and then begin to race and you can't slow it down. Truly scared. It certainly happened to me a few times. Each time I've regained the comfort of resolve in one form or another before it got too far into the night. And each time it instilled a sense of respect that is visceral to me. A sense of appreciation every time I make it back to the truck. If you haven't been in situations like this before, you might not be able to instantly whip up the vivid imagination of being trapped in the wild, what it would feel like to be drowning in the black of night, or lost and clinging to a tree or rock, shaking with terror as hypothermia, sickness, or injury had your very existence firmly locked in its jaws. Likelihood of these kinds of circumstances are rare and to some degree preventable, but the hunter like myself who prefers to go in alone is exposed to these risks at a higher level. I'll be the first to admit that I think of these things, and often, and this awareness keeps me very alert. It informs every decision I make and each step taken to be prepared for the unexpected. It keeps me aware and respectful of the flip side outcomes, the potential dangers within these wonderful places of solitary fulfillment that I love so much. I respect the backcountry, and to be honest, I fear it too. The conditions, elements that without equipment or vehicle, we are weaklings to. As the wind blew the dark of night around my desolate parking spot, the makeshift camp within my truck that I prefer, I pondered what it would be like to be out in the elements at that very moment. Or rewind a thousand years, and what would I amount to? Instantly shivering and curled on the ground, Even the thought of being back up in the canyon where I'd been all day was enough to make me notice the draft blowing in through the cracked window, cold and sharp on my cheek and the tip of my ear. I pulled my hood over my head and nestled deeper into my sleeping bag. Thoughts of what had happened that day returned to my imagination as I tried to fall asleep. I began reliving the epic day of hunting, the tracking, the trail, the emotional roller coaster that plunged so low, then clickety clacked its way back up again, slowly, gradually building optimism as the tracks led me deeper into the forest. The areas I'd been creeping through provided a sense of accomplishment, a reward, a gift in itself just to take in and admire. I felt grateful in a whole new sense, as I'd been through several seasons of excruciating frustration in the past decade. So, I welcomed every bright spot of this experience with gratitude and appreciation, not knowing where or how this particular journey would end. The tracks were easy to follow now, plain as day in the buttery soft midday snow. Blood was flowing again at a steady pace as the bull's tracks led me along, requiring little if any attention to follow at this point. I was much more focused on myself than the tracks. I knew he was close. I knew I couldn't screw this up. With sloth-like care, I placed each foot, pressing the tip of my toe into the snow and twisting as I applied the weight of each step. The snow was very quiet at this point, but every effort was still being made to remain as stealthy as possible. I was confident the bull would bed soon, yet unsure what condition he would be in. If he was still alive and detected my presence, he could flee and totally reset the score of probability that I'd find him. I could not make any mistakes. In an abrupt swerve, the tracks inexplicitly augured into the uphill bank, clearly colliding with a tree. There was fresh bark and pine needles scattered on the snow below branches that antlers would have struck. I could imagine in my head the bull was staggering at this point, pressing to reach his chosen bedding area. My eyes were scanning fiercely, like a pair of spotlights in the fog, magnets swinging and prodding every visible feature in front of me, hungry to lock on, to antler or hide. I looked ahead of me on the trail, trying to confirm tracks or blood as far ahead as possible, to give me the earliest chance of spotting anything that could be the bull. I took a few more steps around a young, thick fir tree that revealed a long, straight stretch of trail. At the end of this section of trail, 80 yards away, a 6x6 bull lay on the ground. Walking up on a dead animal is always different. With elk, sheer body size is striking. There's an immediate sizing up of what you'd expected from your previous observations. Usually there's some ground shrinkage. I don't think antlers ever look as big up close as they do floating gracefully atop a critter's head. There's no denying, sometimes a harvest is nothing but sad. It can even bring to surface a questioning, if what you did was right, defensible, or justified. It can bring a sense of regret, loss, or the feeling of taking something. A life that was not yours to take. How are those feelings processed and resolved? For me, the urge to hunt comes from somewhere I can't really point to, but it's deep. It's a fire, a hunger that brings with it a sensation equal to just about any kind of thrill known to man or at least this man. For myself, I know I'm meant to be a hunter because of this level of drive, this lust for images and encounters that my mind creates in daydreams. It's the way I can't ever imagine an outdoor scenario or location where my innate senses don't take over, hunting, fishing, or flying on two wheels. Literally, these things are in my blood, the way a champion athlete is hardwired to compete and win an artist inspired to create their vision, a counselor compelled to seek truth and comfort, or the human drive for lust and physical attraction. The hunting instinct is a fundamental drive within me, so I know it's genuine, defensible, and even a source of incredible pride and acknowledgeable satisfaction. I once heard a description, a comparison of something to sex. I can't remember what the specific example was, but it applied well to what hunting is like to me. The absolute majority of the experience lies in the anticipation and remembrance of the overall event and not the act itself. In this case, making the kill is a necessary objective, yet in total, it constitutes the smallest portion of the overall experience. Now I'm a dreamer and the memories of past experiences constantly fuel my imagination for what lies in store. What a majestic creature. He was a herd bull earlier that day, maybe this rutting season for his first time. He'd survived what was the toughest winter in a generation here in the Mountain West. Who knows how many encounters with predators he's seen over his time in this vast and remote country. This bull was a part of this land. He was a character in these mountains and a voice in the autumn skies. Thinking of him as all these things is one of the ways I wanna honor this animal. It's something that just feels like the right thing to do. Like these acknowledgments, give his life and death a legacy that I'm honored to share, a gift that I'm humbled to receive. This bowl is only one that I know are countless that hunters take home each year, to admire and be proud of, to share photos, meat, and memories with friends. These are the stories that are told to our kiddos, just as so many of us can recall how grandparents or old-timers relived their own cherished memories and stories to us, which in turn inspired dreams for many of us as kids. This bull represented so much to me personally. He challenged my skills, composure, toughness, and perseverance, while in the end providing an accomplishment I'll never forget. The weight of his meat crushed my shoulders, wobbled my legs, and blistered my feet, tearing hot pain with each step thousands of times over on the pack trips out. His rack and skull will occupy a physical space in our home, draw the gaze and admiration from myself and friends. He will feed my newborn son, my wife, our friends and I for years to come. He has become the star of this story that I share with you now and will share with my son. I believe that even if it takes a little reminder or shift in perspective, taking time and finding ways of appreciating every harvest we make will only add to those experiences and satisfaction of success, and truthfully, the failures alike. I froze in my tracks and stared carefully, watching for any movement. I raised my binoculars and studied his form, a silhouette against the snow, the objective of so much effort, preparation, and hope. And now, from a living, breathing creature of natural perfection, spirit and wind, now vacant and void, from the massive bulk of his body. His rack now still, left antler stamped into the snow, anchored to the ground like a shipwreck in the distance, vivid on the horizon of a weather-beaten, but never forgotten beach.